Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. My name is Brian Kochi, Media Director, Media Marketing Director, Marketing Director. Damn. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> Marketing Director here at Whistle Realty Group in San Diego. What's your wait, what is Just, your excuse? Why are you so tired? What did you do this weekend? We hosted Thanksgiving at our backyard. Did your brother bring something crazy? Yeah. What did no, he, he made he brought uh salad. And he brought some pies from Julian. Yeah. And then he made some pies. You make like dirt pie or something, or I don't, I don't think so. You're like you might be listening to this. I, don't I didn't know. have any. Uh, I didn't have any pie. I waited until everyone left, and I had my ice cream. <laughs> so every meal ends in ice cream when Brian Coach is involved. That means it's a good meal. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, guys. Well, the goal of our show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics that you need to go out and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really just any business out there. And we want to do it in 30 minutes or less. I know there's a lot of other podcasts out there, and some of these things are an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours long. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't have anywhere near the attention span necessary. I to, couldn't get uh, you to consume. sit for four hours. No. no. <laughs> it takes me a month to get through like one Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> because I got to listen to it over and over again because I get distracted. So we want to give it to you in 30 minutes or less. We want you to be able to listen to this podcast on your way to or from the office and consume everything from beginning to end. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast today, we'd really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button and then the little notification bell on there. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, if you're listening on one of the uh, podcast platforms, even give us a review. That stuff will really go a long way and help others learn about the podcast so uh, more people can learn and grow together. Yeah. Uh, what, the way we like to run this is rather than guessing what it is that you want to hear about, we just listen. We ask you, what do you want to hear about? Um, and then that's what we answer. And if you have questions you want to have us answer, you can go to thewhistleway.com thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. You can join our Facebook group where we're dropping a lot of knowledge in there. I'm on this like video a day challenge right now. I got to shoot a video every single day. Um, so we've been cranking that out for the last few weeks. Uh, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast. You can join our referral network and find out about upcoming events like our media mayor mastermind, which is a, a two day deep dive into everything Brian and I've learned about crushing it with video over the last six years together. Yep. Cool. What are we talking about today? So today uh, we were looking through some of our past. Um, when someone joins the Whistle Way Facebook group, we ask them, what do you want to learn about? A lot of people always say leads, 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 how to get more leads, uh, different lead sources, different lead pillars. Uh, that's a Tom Ferry word, pillars. Um, and we recently... Yeah, Tom Ferry invented it, not the Romans. Well, he, the, the lead source pillars is what... Anyway. Um... <laughs> So, now you threw me off my game. Oh, so we were looking through, seeing what was going on with that. Um, we've been evaluating in our business what we're going to do as we grow our team from 30-plus agents to 100-plus agents in the next couple of years. Um, and we wanted to see um, kind of what, what we're doing and kind of share that out. And we went full in, all the way in on our, a big area of spend, of, of Zillow spend. I think we increased by another, what, 20 grand a month? Yeah, I mean, all in with our ad bonus, we're at like 35 grand a month now. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do on this podcast was really give some kind of tips and tricks for those people that are interested in spending in Zillow um, on how they can kind of maximize that, whether that be set up your profile this way, whether it be, hey, this is the back end kind of follow up. What's kind of the process that the step by step of what needs to be dialed in to get the most out of your Zillow spend? will be a fun one. Yeah. 
So And 30 minutes or less. <laughs> from A to Z, go. Yeah. So the biggest thing up front, whether it be Zillow or any other lead source, is we have to understand the journey that a lead has gone on before it ends up in your inbox or on your, uh, your call-in screen because not all leads are created the same. Zillow, for example, like you can't just say like, what do you convert Zillow leads at? Well, what kind of Zillow lead? Like, let's make sure we're talking about the same thing because there's two very opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to a Zillow lead. On one end, we've got somebody who filled out a form and then Zillow has their own ISA department that's nurtured and followed up with this lead. And, and you have the lead that's literally said, do not have an agent contact me. I don't wanna talk to an agent. And then Zillow's like, well, we're just gonna go ahead and give this to you. Uh, it's called nurture lead. But Kyle, this lead specifically said they don't wanna talk to an agent. So, so you, you could get that lead. And then on the other end of the spectrum, their ISAs nurture that lead. And that lead's like, I wanna go see that house today. Can you connect me with an agent? And then Zillow literally live transfers that to your phone. So we couldn't be further apart, right? Outside of the fact they both filled out a form on the website, one person specifically said, I don't wanna to talk to an agent. And one specifically said, I wanna to talk to an agent and go see a house today. So if somebody's like, what's your conversion rate? Well, which lead are we talking about? Are we talking about this live transfer lead that wants to go see a house today? Are we talking about this nurture lead that said, I'm not ready to talk to an agent? Or, are we talking about the lead that came in and Zillow followed up, but the person didn't respond? Not that they responded saying, I don't want to talk to you. They just didn't respond. They just ghosted Zillow. Ghosted. So you could have that. Or did that lead come in because they saw your profile and they filled out the form on your profile? And want to speak directly and to you. And want to speak to you because they looked at your reviews or whatever the case. Or maybe they texted that number. Or maybe they called that number. Uh, is it that lead? Or is it the lead who looked at a particular property and actually requested a tour of that property? Or, 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 right? There's yeah. so many different types of leads. So the first thing we got to do is understand what are all the types of leads so that we can apply the right amount of pressure or the right approach to that lead. Because if you're applying the same exact script and approach to the live transfer lead that wants to go see a property today, as you are the lead who specifically said, I don't want to talk to an agent, and you're trying the same exact script on the two of those because they're both air quotes for those of you listening, a Zillow lead, you're shooting yourself in the foot because yes, they're both Zillow leads, but they're two completely different types of Zillow leads. So, so I think that's so important. And I don't think we totally understood this up until maybe a year and a half ago when we got a really good rep who actually took the time to help us realize this because a lot of other people, they go to a conference, they watch a webinar, listen to a podcast, and hear about Zillow leads. It's like, oh, well, those guys are doing Zillow. I'm going to go do Zillow. Yeah, but we do well with Zillow because we actually take the time to understand that there's like 15 different lead types. And so what I hear you saying is the first thing is specifically tailor a follow-up plan per different lead sources, correct? So if they text and maybe you, the first or second point of contact is a text, if they call in, the first point of contact should probably be a phone call. Yeah. And so where you, you meet them where they're at. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, how do you feel when you text somebody? Like, it always happens with your parents, right? You text <laughs> them. You're like, hey, dad, uh, is it cool if we come by at 3 o'clock tomorrow? And then he picks up the damn phone and calls. You're like, dad, all you had to do is just say yes or no. Like, <laughs> why are you calling me? Do you not get annoyed when that happens? My dad doesn't do that. We all have somebody in our life that we text. Correct. And all they got to do is respond with one word or one sentence. One letter. Why? And then, 
they freaking call you. Yeah. Are you not annoyed when that happens? You are, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, how do you think a lead feels when they text in and then your dumbass picks up the phone and calls them? Like you're just as guilty as that family member who does it to you. So think about that. Like you're, this is not like a one size fits all approach. Like when you get to the point that you actually understand that these are not all the same, these are all different. We got to apply the right amount of pressure. And like you said, we got to meet people where they're at because that lead that texted in off of your profile is a completely different approach than the live transfer that wants to go see a house today and is completely different than the person who ghosted Zillow. Yeah. They're all totally different. So the first thing is how do they get to us? And then the other side or the second thing is how do we get to them? And I think that's where a lot of people fall short with Zillow or just any lead out there. They have no idea how the hell that lead ended up in their account or how that call ended up on their phone. So that's the foundation of actually crushing it with Zillow or any lead source. And I don't want to go too deep into this because we talk about this, I think, every other podcast. But um, we use call action in a lot of the things we do. So that way, if someone texts a certain number or calls a certain number, we have different numbers for almost everything we have. We know exactly where they came from, and we have campaigns built out to work on that side. So if they, they text in on Realtor.com, we're not going to say, thanks for thanks for filling out our form on Zillow or vice versa. So we have – and when I say tailored campaigns, they don't have to be 100% different. A lot of times, if you, if you have a Realtor.com campaign and a Zillow campaign for a – live transfer that can be very similar yeah. except change the word realtor and Zillow. Um, in some CRMs, you can actually merge in the lead source lead <laughs> so that it <laughs> is clever. the exact same thing and it's just merging lead source. Um, and again, if they text in versus they call in, maybe on your texting campaign, you have <laughs> um, text, text, call. Well, then on your call in, you just move the call to the first one. So it's call, text, text. So it can just tweak it around a little bit. So, okay, so we've got that figured out. What do we need to do on our profile? Let's start with some basic things and go into a little bit more advanced things. One, I already know. I don't even know if you're going to say this, but get a profile photo, right? A like profile the, of your face. Okay. Um, you know what's interesting? I've kind of had this realization over the last couple of years. Um, I'm not opposed to having your face on signs anymore. You. This is I've, this is the the Kyle from Android to iPhone. It's the don't put your face on stuff. No one cares. People are going to draw shit on your face. Stupid to now I'm not opposed in a year let's say two years I have a feeling you're gonna say if you don't have your face on stuff you're fucking stupid that's my prediction I don't know if I'm gonna go that far I mean I, I would never use such harsh <laughs> words you have a potty mouth Brian you have a potty Man, mouth I want to find you go extremes either all Android or all iPhone anyway so Putting your face on things. That was a tangent. Let's go. Uh, um, yeah, you, you need to have a profile picture because people want to work with a person, not with a company. Okay. Um, so the thing is, it's a small little circle. I have seen some people try to fit their entire team into that little circle. You can, but that circle is so little, especially on a phone, that you can't identify anything. So if you're a solo agent, that picture is your solo face. If you're a team leader of maybe two or three people, okay, you can maybe fit your whole team into that little circle. If you're a large team like us of 30 people, 40 you know, plus with admins, like yeah. you don't try to fit 40 people into that little circle because Thank it's you. just a blob and it's unidentifiable at that point. 
So ideally it's one to maybe let's say three faces that okay. are in there. But you got to have a picture. Should be something professional, right? Because people are entrusting you to make one of the largest investments of their entire life. We should probably carry ourselves like a professional on there. So have a good professional headshot on there. Take some time to fill out the about me section. Tell people a little bit about yourself. Um, I actually do want to update mine to even be a little bit more, especially because my lifestyle's changed a lot over the last couple of years. Um, share a little bit about who you are, what kind of person you are. Don't just be a real estate robot. Tell people like, I love to I love to get down with an old fashioned on a Friday night and, and watch whatever TV shows on Friday night. Watch some Gold Rush. I think that's on Friday nights. Like, that's I used my to love jam. That show. It's still on. I don't have cable anymore. That was the first have, show. Who has cable anymore? That was the first show people that I saw that really utilized um, drones in like. Heavily. Yeah. That and then. Um, Deadliest Catch. They did yeah. some really cool stuff with GoPro too. So it's like, this is awesome. This yeah. is when I was really getting into here. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, tell people like about who you are, what you're all about. Like we're back into the desert again. Like I love to go out to the desert, go off-roading with my family. Like share that. Tell people what kind of person you are. Um, if I know I've said this a lot, but if you guys have never read the book, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, I would argue with you, even though that book is not about sales at all, maybe it kind of is, but not really. It's not a direct selling book. It's just about storytelling. Storytelling is the most valuable sales skill you'll probably ever develop. That should have been your widget. Man, you done messed up. <laughs> you done messed up, A.A. Ron. I don't know if a book is a fair widget. If it's that good of a book. It is I, a good book. I think it is, it's amazing. You, everybody, that if you are listening widget. or watching right now, you need to read that. Because the ability to tell stories is everything. So when you can now take that about me section and tell a story about you and your family and your company, you start to humanize yourself and you're no longer the real estate robot. So spend a little time on that. Well, and, and with that, when they talk about in building a story brand, um, they, he mentions that um, it's not about you. It's about the consumer. You are their guide. You are the Yoda. You are not Luke Skywalker. There it is. I freaked out for a second. I didn't know my Star Wars reference. Um, so really making it about how you're the guide and not about you anyways. Yeah, nobody wants a hero. Everybody wants a guide. But they're their own hero. Yeah, they want to be the hero. Yep. You just got to be the guide. Yep. Um, so fill out your About Me section. And then reviews. Reviews are so important on Zillow. Because when somebody, especially if you're paying to advertise, over on the side, it's going to show, I think currently it shows the listing agent and three other agents over there. People are going to look at the photo yep, and they're going to look at the number of past sales, which will be the next point, and the number of reviews. So if you have yeah, a that's shitty that photo, <laughs> no reviews and no past sales, you're, I don't care how much you're spending, you're going to get very few leads. Conversely, if you have a professional headshot, you have all of your past sales in there and you have 100 plus reviews, people are going to be like, this girl, this guy knows what they're doing. Yep, I'm going to click her. I'm a click. I'm a click her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a swipe. Which way do you swipe? I don't know. I, I have, Tom knows. You swipe right on the good ones? Okay. I'm a swipe right, right? That's what they do. Um, I don't even know, right? That didn't uh, exist. I've been married too long to even know how this, this works anymore. Uh, um, <laughs> me too, though, to be honest. So. And I mean, I mean, you're back in the day. I know. You're crushing. Well, there's MySpace back in the day, and then I got <laughs> with my now wife. So. Or hot or not. Nope. Um, that was pre-MySpace. 
Could that be my widget of the week, hot or not? <laughs> sure. Is that still around? Um, Is that like ratemyprofessor.com? Something like that. So <laughs> make sure your profile's dialed. Make sure you're asking for reviews. Uh, people want to know, like, when should I ask for reviews? Always. Um, Early and often. Yeah. Don't just wait till the end of a transaction to ask for a review. Because let's be honest, like, 100% of your transactions are not going to go smoothly. But no. there, 100% of the time, there's going to be some high points in the transaction. Ask at the high points, which is usually offer acceptance. People are excited. That's a high point. They're, everybody's happy. Um, ask when the contingencies get removed. Ask when it closes. Ask a week after it closes. And then ask like a month after it closes. I bet you a month after it. Like a month after when it is closes, actually the best. It depends when they move in. If they, if they like are doing a rent back, when it closes is great. But if they're moving in and it closes, right. you're like, can you review me? They're like, I got 30 boxes I'm currently carrying now. Yeah. Yeah, the one month after tends to be the best one. Um, so you, you have to ask multiple times. And then we also, whenever we do client appreciation events, it's another really good opportunity to ask for reviews there as well. All right, so we got um, make sure you have your um, follow-up plans built out, yeah. your profile photo, your about me, mm -hmm. your reviews. Yep, and then past sales. Past sales. Past sales is that. crucial. So, uh, And maybe in some markets it fully syncs up with your MLS. It will next year when they – are a brokerage. Come on, San Diego. Um, when they're a full brokerage, yeah. Oh, there's that. Yeah, there's that <laughs> part. Because they'll have IDX feeds and they'll actually have the data directly. So I think past sales will get better. Uh, that'll be the, the one positive of them being a brokerage. <laughs> um, so yep. hopefully you won't have to manually do it. But right now, once a month, we just go in and upload all of our past sales every month to make sure that that, that information is accurate because clients are judging you off of that. I mean, when somebody goes to the agent finder, one of the things they could do is search by most sales or most active or most listings or most reviewed. Like, you probably want to have all that shit in there yep. so that you show up as high on that list as possible. Now, I want to flip the, all that sort of stuff we talked about. It's free so far. I want to flip it. Again, we're doing $35,000 a month in ads. What are some, some, if you have, let's put say you three have, pending today for, from Zillow, from Zillow and let's Trulia. Say. Yeah. Okay. That works. Yeah. That works. Um, that doesn't suck. Um, what, if you want to spend, do you, if you say, let's say you have 5,000 a month, it's a decent budget. Do you split it across five zip codes? Do you go all in in one zip code? Do you, okay. Do Santee and do you do, do based on, uh, sales price? Where do you put your money? Ooh, this, this is a tougher question. This is a good one. I'm really proud of myself on this one. <laughs> ooh. ooh. <laughs> um, where, where do you put that money? A lot's going to depend on your budget. If you got a $2,000 budget, you're not spraying that against across like five zip codes. Um, I do like the idea of diversifying a little bit, not being all in on a, a single zip code. Um, because another thing that we're huge on is tracking and measuring. So we want to, whatever we do... We want to commit to six months, ideally 12 months. Um, don't do anything for two or three months and then give up. You got to go six months at a bare minimum, ideally commit to 12. Um, but what I would do, let's just assume we have a, a 5K budget. I would probably just go into two, maybe three zip codes. But I would stick with that for a six-month period. And I would see how it's going. Now, would you cluster those two or three zip codes or would you... I would always focus on where you have the majority of your past sales. Okay. So whatever area you tend to focus in. Um, so we are in um, this county of San Diego. 
we have an office in Santee, which is in the eastern part of the county, and we have an office in North Park, which is in the central part of, of the county. So we have a couple areas around our Santee office and a couple areas around our North Park office. Um, so initially, start out with you know two, three, maybe four zip codes, depending on your budget, um, that are gonna be in areas of focus for you. Go through six months, and then at the end of six months, do not just look at how many you closed in those six months, if you even closed anything, because yep. you might not. So let's be realistic about our expectations. Um, hopefully you have, but there's no guarantees. Yep. These are internet leads. It could take some time. And it depends um, how your systems are built. Right. But what you do want to do is look at your deal progression. You want to look at like how is stuff moving through the funnel or through the hose, however you like to, whatever analogy works for you. We want to see our things actually moving through because if we've, <coughs> we've, we've got a bunch of active listings, maybe they just haven't closed yet, or we've signed a bunch of buyer broker or VIP agreements, they just haven't closed yet. Like, the deal progression matters. I'm not just now, am I waiting the closed ones a little bit more than like the signed buyer broker? Or of course, met. but there's value in how many, you know, we got to look at all the things, right? How many appointments did we set? How many did we meet? How many people did we sign agreements with? How many are under contract? How many are closed? We got to look at all of those things, not just closed. Because a lot of realtors are so just direct that they're just looking at closed and that's all they care about. They're not actually looking at, Oh, but I actually met with like eight. I would almost say that the appointment set or met. Met is the most important. Probably could be the most important. Because I think met. From, from there on out, it has nothing to do with Zillow. If they're willing to meet with you and they fall off, it's not Zillow's fault. They were willing to meet with you. That people aren't. Most people aren't so bored that they're like, eh, let's just meet with the realtor just because. If they're willing to meet with you, they're willing to buy or sell. Yeah. Um, a so, caddy can like get you to the golf course, carry your clubs, put the tee down, put the ball on the tee. You still got to swing the club. Like, yeah. So that's still got to happen. Yep. Cool. Um, so yeah, there's that. I think that's what I got for, for my Zillow questions. Okay. I'm good with that. You good? Yeah. You have All anything right. else to add? Um, no, I think that there's a lot of good information in there. I think, uh, just, uh, what I was going to say, I think we endeavored a little bit. Do that for six months across those few zip codes. And then at the end of six months, then sit down and analyze the data and look at what happened. Um, also, you got to, one thing to keep an eye on with Zillow is you got to understand, like here in San Diego, we have some areas where there's mobile home parks. We have some areas where there's like vacant land still, very little, but there's vacant land. Um, so you might go into a zip code where the average price in that zip code here we have there's an area called Encinitas. The average price of a home is like a million bucks, but the average value of the lead is like 400, because there's this mobile home park and everybody's like, I could live in Encinitas for two hundred thousand dollars, and you get a gazillion inquiries for any time something gets listed in this mobile home park, and the quality of lead is actually you thought you were going to get a bunch of million dollar leads, instead you got a bunch of mobile home leads. So you got to look at all that. So Look at the data after six months and then course correct. And I think it also, some other things to kind of consider is it's important to check out where you're farming. So if you're actively farming, um, your your farming efforts are going to help your Zillow spend and vice versa. Um, you, you said, you know, you want to focus on a lot of the areas where you have past sales. I think also goes where a lot of focus on the areas where you have marketing efforts already so if you're already doing bus benches and and radio and well, i guess radio videos all in this particular area that's going to help your zillow and vice versa yeah good cool i'll all go right. with that
Cool. Well, the next thing we like to do before we wrap up the show is share with you something we like to call the whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business that either saves us time, makes us more money, or helps us just have more fun. Brian, what are you going to share with us today? Hopefully it's a good one. This one is a really good one. This is an app called Scroll, S-C-R-L. And what they do is they have templates for Instagram. And if you've ever gone on Instagram and you see like one photo that's but it's a carousel photo, right? We have to swipe to see the rest of the photo. This has some really cool templates to where you can swipe and it makes it look like one panoramic image while still including several images in there. So it's a free app. They have seven templates or it's like 20 bucks and you get a bunch of other templates. Um, But I've been using it and it took me a little bit to kind of figure it out, Uh, but it's super smooth. I think it looks really good. Uh, So scroll, S-C-R-L. It's for iPhone and others maybe. Maybe Blackberries. Yeah, scroll. Cool. Uh, The one that I have is a techie play. We just made a a purchase on the system for Black Friday. And this is a really cool service. What these guys do when new tech companies are coming out, one of the important things when you launch a new company is to get a user base. And getting some traction and getting up and running, getting people using the system, breaking the system. Because anytime you launch something new... it's going to get broken. A paid beta. <laughs> yeah, what well, can get broken will break. Um, so they will come out. Uh, there's a company called AppSumo, AppSumo.com. These guys get approached by tech companies constantly. And they basically tell these tech companies like, hey, we'll share your service with our Sumo links is what they call people who are uh, users of it. But you got to give them like an irresistible deal. Because you've obviously they won't put a product on there that's not at least past like alpha it's got to at least be like a beta level system um so they'll say hey you will put your system out there we'll send it to all of our people but you got to give them an insane deal um and so there's tons of different systems on there but you get these things at an absurd price like the one that we just got is a lms or learning management system if you the the price of this system is going to end up going for what we just paid 300 dollars for lifetime is going to be a service that's $100 per month. Yep. $300 one time for life versus $100 a month. So if you're somebody who wants to be, you know, on the cutting edge of technology and is willing to work through a little bit of bugs with some of these companies, you can get a really amazing technology at a substantial discount um, over what you would go to get one of the already established companies. So like this LMS, if you look at like a Teachable or a Thinkific, you're paying you know hundred plus dollars a month for these systems. We paid three hundred dollars for lifetime for this learning management. And I mean, there's system. there's the the it's and kind you, of like a Kickstarter, right? There's the downside to where if company goes belly up, it's for the life of the company, not for the life of you. Yeah. <laughs> so so you got to have a, somewhat of a risk tolerance yep. with it, uh, but you can also you know for those of you like to save a little bit of money. Very nice. And for those of you that like to spend a lot of money, like Kyle sometimes does, he'll send me these things every three days. No, we can't, I can't dedicate any time to do this. We don't need this I right now. I don't think he responded <laughs> to like the last three oh, I no, sent you. No, no. He just ignores me. Yes, and he still probably buys them. Because so. then he goes, three weeks later, uh, is that done? Did you figure it out? I haven't even downloaded it. I haven't looked at it. So... Yeah, that, so, those are our widgets. Yeah, AppSumo, AppSumo.com, A-P-P-S-U-M-O. I also thought it was really smart that you didn't say what LMS we're using because I'm sure that's going to be a future widget once we figure it out. <laughs> I thought that was really smart. I was like, are you going to do two for one? No. no. That was smart. Cool. Yep. 
All right, guys, that's what we got for you today. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, again, we'd really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, give us a little thumbs up on there. If you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, if you could give us a review, it really, really helps us out. So we appreciate that. If you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, join our Facebook group and get some of our uh, insider tips and tricks. And we're sharing a video a day on there. Uh, you can also join our referral network, subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel and find out about our upcoming events that we've got going on. That's what we got for you guys today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistle Way podcast. See you guys.